Kissy put her forehead down on the cold cement and wished she could turn invisible. That would be nice in all sorts of situations. She didn't need a cloak or ring or anything fancy like that, just the ability to disappear when she did something stupid, or said something stupid, or found herself on a date with someone stupid. Poof! To just disappear and walk out of the room or in this case, get to her feet and limp out of the cage. Yeah, in this case, invisibility might not be the answer. Invisibility wouldn't solve the problem of her fantastically disgusting garlic breath. The dog could definitely smell that, and the fresh scent of the peppermint shampoo she'd borrowed from Julia. Maybe it could even smell the blood pooling under her skin where she'd whacked her knee falling down, or, come to think of it, the blood on her palm where she'd scraped off all the skin catching herself before her nose hit the cold pavement of the garage. She'd have to hold her breath, too. It would hear her hyperventilating. Or maybe it wouldn't hear her over the sound of its own low growling. Even if she were invisible, it could probably feel her getting up and backing away. It was so close Kissy could feel the wet heat of the dog's breath through her knit hat. Wrong day to wear the hat with kitty cat ears. So, invisibility wasn't the solution. How about if she just kept lying there? Maybe the dog would think she was dead. Already the growling was sounding more hesitant. Sure, it was cold on the ground but she was protected by jeans, a full-length server's apron, and the cutest red wool peacoat she'd just found on sale at that new shop on the square. Plus the kitten-cat cap, which covered her peppermint-flavored long black hair braided down her back for this big night. Did dogs like peppermint? She heard the dog sniffing the air in breaks between the terrifying growls. Maybe she could just do a reverse army crawl and back out of the cage. Except she wasn't sure her knee could do any kind of crawling. Plus, she'd have to find a way over that trip bar at the bottom of the door. Why did the mayor have a six-foot-by-nine-foot cage set up in his garage with a dog inside? She'd never heard of the mayor having a dog. Certainly she would have heard about him having a 150-pound landstrider. The dog looked like it hadn't had a bath or hosing down since it was resurrected from the tar pits. Kissy had mistaken it for a muddy blanket heaped in the corner of an empty cage when she'd blithely opened the door. The cage door was open. Kissy had tried to back up and relatch it when she saw the dog unfold itself, but in her panic she'd tripped on that weird bar crossing the doorway at ankle height and tumbled into the cage the door was still open. Soon the giant cross between a wolfhound and a bear would discover this. Sure, she was sprawled out between it and freedom, but Kissy was only five foot four, which was, for once, a good thing. Any dog worth its salt would totally pick freedom over such a measly, not to mention noxious meal. But the dog didn't notice, or didn't care about the open door. The dog stood drooling in front of Kissy, its breath sounding like the engine of a muscle car. She'd have to get her own breathing under control if she didn't want to pass out from lack of oxygen, and so she tried to calm down. 
She knew she couldn't just keep lying there. Her forehead was starting to freeze to the cement, and it felt like maybe she'd shattered her knee. She'd entered the house from the back door, and the kitchen door had shut behind her when she'd come out to the garage. No one would hear it when the dog tore her to shreds. Kissy was on her own. She raised her head and came face to chest with the dog. She tilted her head back and found herself staring into a cavern of tonsils guarded by two rows of sharp white teeth bared to the gums. The dog's ears were pinned back against its head, and its rear legs were crouched and ready to pounce. From this angle, Kissy could see it was definitely a boy, with all his boyness still attached. His slitted black eyes were barely visible behind a mass of gray fur that reminded her of the crystal gray of Tim's eyes.